Welcome to the UE Cyber Podcast, hosted by me, Phil Legg. Hello and welcome to this week's UE Cyber Podcast. I'm delighted to be joined by Elsa Tibbet, who's been with us today talking about dinosaur codes and AI bones, unleashing your intellect in cyber for career success. So, hi Elsa, lovely to have you here. And you've been talking about AI and cyber and how this relates to dinosaurs, which has been a fantastic discussion today. So could you just tell us a little bit more about what what is it? How, how do AI and cyber relate to dinosaurs? Hi, thanks for having me. Um, well, it was 2016 when I was a PhD student, cross one of the report from the Kaspersky, and it's trying to compare the dinosaur research with the malware analysis. It say that it's quite similar that you the you know the dinosaur researcher find a piece of bone and use a brush, take it to the lab and figure it out this piece of bone belong to which family of the dinosaur is it t-rex trodon and as a dinosaur lover i was like wow this is the exactly i want to do so later on when i was looking for the choosing the sample the apt is more interesting to me because it's become like a piece of the bone for the dinosaur because I'm not sure how much do you know about the dinosaur research, but sometimes you, they, they couldn't find of the, all of the bone in one place because of the size and huge. It's exactly the same as APT. This, the, the, the APT is all of the name is advanced persistent dread. So it's just quite like a factory of malware, just not one and quite um, trying to navigate not to be hunted so it's quite similar to dinosaur concept so when i choose the apt then i would say that okay i have apt i have a sample i'm going to find a feature but i don't want it to have a regular feature i wanted to create the bone and from that one how can i say okay this bone is similar to that tail and that tail is belong to the t-rex so that is how the concept is born. So as a dinosaur lover, as a, someone who's more curious about the APT, that's technically, that's report from the Kasparovsky inspire me. Mm, that's excellent. I love it. This idea that we can uncover the bones of yeah. malware effectively. Yeah. And if we've identified this one part of it, what can that tell us about Rest the of other it. aspects of that, much like a dinosaur forensic analysis exactly. would would be. And I so I think it's a, a fantastic analogy. Thank you. So we've been hearing about this idea of AI then mm -hmm. and how we've used mm -hmm. these dinosaur bones to build up these mm -hmm. features, to inform machine learning classifiers, yeah. to recognize these APT mm -hmm. groups that are out there in the world. So thinking about this link between AI and cyber then, how, mm -hmm. how do you see AI as cybersecurity continues to be a threat? Well, um, I should say that 
recently all of the attention goes to the AI because of the chat GPT but we already know that AI mm. is not new concept mm. especially in cyber security all of the antivirus firewall and IPS IDS they use some sort of the ML AI deep learning is there but why people start noticing why all of the besides and all of the events is involving with the AI because now the concept is all there now people using what i noticed as a someone who doing the research in the ai nearly seven years more i noticed that so many expertise in uh, cyber security they have lack of knowledge in terms of the ai you might say that should be okay because we cannot know everything as a you know expert in cyber but the danger of it is that we we if we la if we don't know for example how EDR work, how XDR work, how SIMS work, then maybe we cannot tell the for example CEO we need these tools. So technically I believe that the knowledge of AI machine learning, the how these result false positive true positive how they generate then we can use the tools in better way because majority of the maybe you shouldn't say majority but mainly all of the expert in the cyber security they use the end a product but we should find it out we should question that product you know and i believe that Nowadays, people need to know more about the AI. Is it because it's part of our life, whether like it or don't mm. like it? Absolutely, no. I think some really interesting points. And as as you say, you know, AI is not necessarily new. When we've been yeah. thinking about security, yeah. When we look at intrusion detection systems yeah. and recognizing yeah. malicious and yeah, benign behavior, yes. um, it's 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 always been there. there and I think yeah. one of the key things that's changed is. The volume of data yes. that's available to inform these yeah. kind of systems and you know and also just the, the nature of the different challenges that have come yeah, about that exactly. we've needed ai for such as your classification of of those apt groups yeah because uh one thing is has happened that um is that we, we we might reach to the point that still we are behind still the chasing rat chasing the rat cat tom and jerry scenario is still going on when why why we have that um significant number of the false positive why still we failing that's why they we need to get more attention of the expertise in cyber because someone who have a knowledge of the ransomware apt then can transfer this data and make a meaningful and relevant feature feed it to the machines mm-hmm. so that's we need to have a collaboration between the people who are in the machine learning and cyber and imagine someone who has both knowledge that would be fantastic that's why i'm always trying to encourage the people this is something you need to learn absolutely and i, I mean i often talk about things such as human machine collaboration or human yeah. machine teaming and it is this idea of how does a human analyst work 
better and closer with the machine learning algorithms, the processes for being able to actually do this data analysis. And I think it touches nicely on another point that was raised in your talk around explainable AI, because it's all well and good to be able to recognize is this, you know, is this particular data instance mm-hmm. flagged as this particular class? Mm-hmm. But more to the point, why is it flagged as that particular class? So, I mean, are there any thoughts you have around XAI and how this can be better used in cyber? Well, again, Phil, XAI is not new concept. Mm-hmm. It's started from 2015 and is there. Mm-hmm. But the reason, again, is become prominent in cybersecurity because of the failure we face in IPS and IDS and all of these new tools that they just fancy. So if you look at the AI as a like a black box, we want to find out why this flag is rise. That's why we have a people who just observing the system. So it it, it is hectic task it's just quite boring tiring so still we use the machine learning but it's not efficient in a way that prevent attack so explaining AI comes to the picture to me not only to trust the system but somehow it's just it look like a troubleshooting Mm. you know why the system decided because let's be accurate even the most professional data scientists and machine learning engineering at after some point they don't know why system make this decision mm. so that's why we need explainable ai which is huge concept Absolutely. to talk about and I, I i mean i think it's uh it's really interesting when you start thinking about putting the machine to best use for what a machine can do, filtering large amounts of data to be able to give something more manageable to the human who then fundamentally has to make the decision about, well, what does this mean in the context of the problem I'm solving, whether that be cybersecurity or any other discipline? Exactly. It's like a medical field. Um, We, in the medical field, which is um, the fast-forward field in terms of the AI and doctor they don't spend time to figure it out this pattern they just use the result as and then as a uh, expert uh, in that field they try to improve the quality of the decision and we need a quite similar concept in the cyber security absolutely I think as a as a key point to kind of wrap up on there it's it's really about that decision making yes cyber security is all about True. how do i make the best decision, decision. i possibly can yeah based on the information that is available to me at that time and i think yeah. if we can bring yeah that decision making together with machine learning with human yeah. analysis um hopefully we can we can do something about the problem keep the hope (laughs) up keep the hope up absolutely and i guess that ties us into the next part because we again we're hearing earlier in in today's talk about employability challenges Mm -hmm. and and how to how to best position yourself when Mm -hmm. entering that cybersecurity job market Mm -hmm. so for the benefit of our listeners and the benefit of our students um is there anything you can offer as, as terms of your your advice, your guidance for those looking to get into the cybersecurity industry? Well, this is very challenging question and I, I, I can talk over and over. 
but if I just wanted to make it short and in the nutshell first of all um, if you are hearing this podcast as a student don't underestimate the research you are doing in your final thesis as a undergrad or the master's students or PhD because the piece of the research you are going to do is technically your is the project you can showcase during the interview potential interview for um, landing a job because you can show how you find a problem how you uh, navigate during problem solving skill you showcase how you can communicate with the other people with your supervisor and then maybe some people in the industry and in terms of the writing it shows your ability how you can transfer your knowledge in words which is we have a difficulty when you're doing pen testing writing a report so I just want to first of all don't underestimate what you are doing don't think that this is academic research it doesn't help me for my career development or find a job no that's not the case for myself what I have done in during my research later on I can use it as a technical proposal and got the fund from the innovative UK so if I did it you can do that as well not similar maybe but you can land a job and also network network and networking networking is very important concept um i would say that if you know the people technically you create the opportunity for yourself and your network can start it with your supervisor your lecturer with your fellow and you can go to different conduct conferences and even find the people who are you Find it in, for example, if you've, it's forensic, it's a, a malware analyst, find the people and start talking to them. That is very important. And last piece is take care of yourself. Um, cyber security is, is demanding field and it's a lot of happening. It demands you to learn, non-stop learn and a lot of pressure. Um, take care of yourself, take care of your mental health. At the end of the day, your career doesn't define you. So, yeah. Mm, excellent. No, there's some really fantastic advice in there. So thank you very much. And Alsa, I've got to ask, you know, tell us a bit more about yourself. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so um, also to be, um, technically, definitely, I'm dinosaur lover, but I'm a researcher and associated lecturer from Sheffield Home University and also advisor for the PhD students and I'm very curious about APT looking forward to learn more about the hardware security and do more reverse engineering. Elsa it's been an absolute pleasure to have you in today thank you very much. Thank you so much.